everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the YA podcast. Uh, my name is Nana and I'm here with Heinz. Say hi, Heinz. Hello. <laughs> um, and before we get started, I just want to give you an overview of why we're doing this podcast and um, what we want from it, basically. Um, and the reason why we're doing this is because we want to provide a resource to the YA community um, just to help you guys start these conversations about faith, about God, about what these ideas mean for our lives specifically and how they apply to this stage of life that we're in. Um, I want to be clear that me nor Heinz have all the answers. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I want to make it clear. Heinz does not have all the answers. <laughs> um, and this is just a conversation that we're having. Like, we just want to um, start the get the ball rolling um, and have you guys um, have these conversations with your friendship groups um, and in your circles um, about what it means to follow Jesus in this um, stage of life. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, Heinz, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, yeah, uh, I'm Heinz. I'm 27. I'm married to Amy. I grow vegetables. Um, I think you hit this point in like your mid-20s where it becomes cool. <laughs> well, that's what I'm telling myself. I don't know if that's true. Um, but I'm going to be a vegetable influencer one day. <laughs> uh, but I, I work... Sounds like you influence vegetables. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I work here at church, uh, part of the like, media team. So I do like design, photography, video, try and make things pretty so that's kind of a bit about me yeah um and i'm nana um i am a research technician um so i work in um the university of nottingham um as a behavioral neuroscience basically um which is really fun really cool stuff really interesting so what um, you're saying is that i make things pretty and you're a brain scientist um, yeah we're equal here we're all equal yeah 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 i've got brains too <laughs> Um, yeah, so before we get started, Heinz, do you want to say a quick prayer and then we'll jump in. Jesus, would you speak through me and Nana? And I pray that this podcast blesses those people who hear it. Holy Spirit, would you fill everyone who's listening to this? Amen. Amen. So for this podcast, uh, this series, we want to have a bit of a look at Trent vision statement for this year, um, which is one body, one purpose, and it's taken from Ephesians 4, 16, and it's from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And we're going to try and focus a little bit today on unity. Mm -hmm. um, but Nana, for you, that, that vision for the year, what does it mean to you? How does that get you excited? I oh, I love this vision. I feel like it's, I just, oh, I just think it's so, so beautiful. Like the way that it forms this image of all these different parts, all these different, um, almost like cogs in a machine working for one goal, all these body parts working towards this one purpose. So that's why they called it one body, one purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but that we're all like part of this huge design that God has. And at an individual level, like you and the person sat next to you at church or the person um, across the room, we're all still working to this one goal of God's kingdom. I think mm. it's just so, so beautiful. What about you, Heinz? Why, why do you like it? I mean, if you like it, I don't want to see. <laughs> Hate it, rubbish. <laughs> no, I think for me, the first time I heard this, uh, when John was speaking about it, I got really excited. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, for me, like the last couple of years have been weird, like mm. COVID and all of that, like faith became... I guess quite in an, in an individual thing, like me on my own at home watching Zoom or yeah. YouTube or whatever. And that was cool, but like, it kind of felt like two dimensional, yeah, right? And I think this invitation for us all to come back 
into community of worshipping together and all of us together are working towards one goal I found really exciting and I think yeah like you were saying that encouragement of like it's not as if there's the guys on the youth team are going in their direction the yeah. guys on the student team are going in their direction the compassion guys are going in another direction but actually all of us throughout the whole church yeah. no matter who we are what we're doing we're all pulling together towards one goal yeah and I think just that yeah that picture to me is quite an exciting one yeah um yeah yeah that's so good I think what's difficult about that is that we currently live in a culture that's very like individual focused that a lot of people are very much like oh I can do it by myself like the self the idea of the self is like good enough like I am sufficient for myself and something that John said when he gave his talk um quite a while ago was that over half of Christians feel like their spiritual life their faith life is entirely private like it's completely theirs and no one should get involved um which is absolutely wild what do you think Heinrich uh, what do I think about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. And I guess like, I can understand partly where some of that comes from. Yeah. Like, I guess on the one hand, yeah, our faith is a private, personal thing. Like it's my relationship with Jesus. Nobody else can have yeah. that for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and like, I guess for me, I grew up through the church, like uh, growing up, like my faith, probably for a lot of my teenage years with my parents, mm. I came along because they told me to. Uh, mm. And then I hit a point when I was like 18 where suddenly my faith became my own. I made a, a decision for myself that I decided that I am going to follow Jesus yeah. and I am going to live my life for him. And that obviously is a very personal decision. But then very quickly after that, people started speaking into my life. Sure. And I, I was in this church community of people who are also pulling towards that same goal. And I think... Be surrounded, being surrounded by the, that community helped me grow closer to Jesus. And I think like a private, personal, individual faith, like it's cool, but it's only ever going to go so far. Mm. Like when we're in a community with other people who are heading in the same, same direction, we're going to go way yeah, further. Definitely. Like even looking at Jesus and the way he saw his faith, like he starts the Lord's Prayer, which is how he teaches us to pray with our father like it's not yeah. my father it's our father like a communal father and so clearly for jesus the way he saw relationship with god was in community mm. not just me on my own and him. that's so good yeah definitely i think um when i think about the idea of us pursuing this individual no one else involved i i do understand what you mean when you say like it does start off private and it does start off personal and it is initially like one decision that we've made for ourselves but to not have people speak into that will often mean that we have blind spots that other people can see and we don't. And mm. that if we don't have other people to call those out, then we're just going around basically missing a part of what God wants to tell us. Um, like when people talk about like the different ways in which God speaks to us through his word, sometimes an audible voice, but he also speaks to us through other people. And if we're not listening to other people, we're muting one of the voices of God. We're muting a way in which he wants to speak to us, um, which is just really sad. Like it actually kind of sucks because God has so much for us. And I feel like if you see, like if you look at the way that he like structures church and the way that he structured like the Christian walk, it is for other people to say, ah, oh, like, are you sure you're doing the right thing there? <laughs> or like, or even just to call out the good things, to encourage you when something's, um, when you're not sure about something, to actually be like, you're doing really well. Um, and that's sort of what I think is really beautiful about what God's created in like community and in church. Yeah, absolutely. And it reminds me of this uh, Bible verse in Ecclesiastes that I've, I've actually memorized. Memorized? Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Uh, 
don't don't test me on this if you <laughs> if you do meet me at church. Uh, but uh, it's two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pit anyone who has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three stands is not quickly broken. Mm. And there's loads in that verse, mainly my ability to remember it. Yeah, that was what I got from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think right at the heart of that, I think the bit that to me feels really relevant to this conversation around unity and one body with one purpose is the bit where it says, uh, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And I think there's something in that when we're in community, we help each other close to Jesus. We help each other stay on fire for yeah. him, not be lukewarm, but on fire. And uh I noticed this for me, like over the last few years in lockdown, I think I went into lockdown being like, yeah, I got this. My faith is cool. Yeah. And then like pretty quickly I was like, oh, flip, maybe it's not. Yeah. Like uh, I could sense myself growing cold and then coming back into community or even those little glimmers of like Zoom small group where we gathered together mm. virtually as believers did something to like encourage me yeah, yeah. Uh, in my faith. But I think there's something about coming to church and seeing people all around me worshiping, giving everything that gets me excited to do yeah, the same. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. even like going to small group and hearing people share stories of maybe a risk that they've taken for Jesus yeah. or a story of their generosity or whatever. I leave that wanting to do the same, being yeah. excited to, to do the same. Yeah, definitely. I think like with the idea of like growing cold in isolation, like I know when we went, when obviously lockdown happened, I almost went the other way of like, I was like, oh, I've got this whole faith thing nailed down. Like, oh, I just, I get God. No one else gets God like I do. Like I really went into this place of just pride, of just feeling like I've just I've got it. Um, and it wasn't until I was like, we were back together and back in community where people literally just immediately call out things that were just wrong in my mind. And that was just me just straight off and be like, oh, I'm completely wrong about this. And it humbled me. Like, I'm not saying community is just going to knock you down, <laughs> but they will just call out things that maybe you haven't seen. Um, and they will bring in perspectives that you haven't thought of. And that's something that, like, I got through having people around me and having people immediately just show me that I don't have all the answers and I don't know what I'm doing completely by myself. And I actually do need these people to, to help me learn about God because God has shown them different sides of him, um, which is like a really, really cool thing. Yeah, and I think there's like something, like I get that, like there's something uncomfortable about community. Yeah. Like when it's you on your own in your bedroom, just you and God, nobody to for me to grate with or whatever, it's yeah. easy. Yeah. And then you come into community and it's uncomfortable. Like someone says something, someone does something. Yeah. Like people are complicated. Like I'm complicated. <laughs> and so when you, when you put them together, like sometimes sparks fly. And I mean, yeah. I get, I get that. But actually, yeah. I think that there's real opportunity in that for yeah. us to like learn what it means to have, have grace, yeah. but also yeah to like push each other on yeah. and encourage yeah. each other. I think that's what the beauty of like unity at church is. Um, like obviously, like when you're maybe out in the world, like unity often means hanging out with people who are like you or who have a similar interest to you. Um, but when you come into church, you have people who are so so different. And I feel like that's what God's like that's almost the miracle of unity of you get to have these deep connections with someone who you may not even speak to otherwise, like you may not even connect with otherwise. And that's sort of, it's actually kind of amazing that you get to have that in this church. You get to have that um, connection with someone who's completely different to you, who might grate a little bit, who might just like get on your nerves a tiny bit. <laughs> you love them, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the beautiful thing about church. Like, <laughs> like you say, like in the, like 
outside of church, like we gather around hobbies yeah. or interests or personalities. Whereas here we're gathering around Jesus and he, yeah. he draws everyone to himself. And so we end up with these beautiful mixes of really random yeah. groups of people, like small group, like we're a random group of people, sure. but we love each other. We have an amazing time and we have like really great friendships, but probably if it wasn't for Jesus and it wasn't for church, I don't, I can't imagine just hanging out on a Thursday night just randomly, but it's this beautiful thing of where church brings us all together. And I think that there's something amazing about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like even like down to like the most basic thing of like jobs like the other day i was like i was like walking i just got off the tram and i was about to cross and i looked to the tram driver and it was someone i knew from church and it was just such a nice feeling he like big shot. yeah i knew the tram driver guys <laughs> and he just like waved at me and it made my day like i walked around smiling for the rest of the day because it just like i was like ah oh. like i know the tram driver like i know <laughs> i know that sounds really like i don't know it sounds really small but like how often do you know someone in a completely different profession to you? How often do you get to know those people? But in church, you have this melting pot of people who do completely different things. Um, even right now, you make things pretty, and I'm a brain scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us talking. When did we ever talk? Look at us. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, I don't know, there's something beautiful about all of this random group of people mm. being brought together into one body yeah. with, with one purpose. Yeah. And I think there's this verse... In Romans, which again I've, I've memorized. Another guys. one. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in Romans twelve verse five, and it says, "In Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others." Mm. And so, what do you think it means for us as like the many people, different types of people, to belong to one another as one body? I think, I think when you think about the idea of belonging, like if someone is yours then their problems are yours. Like mm. the stuff that's going on in their life is yours as well. Like you carry their burdens with them. I think um, I think when the Bible's talking about belonging to each other, it is about almost carrying each other. Um, so like if someone's not okay, then you carry that burden with you. So you you pray for them. When, you, as, when they come to your mind, you um, you message them and you act actively be a part of their life, be a part of their solution. Um, so you get to celebrate when maybe it works out or mourn when it doesn't. Like you get to have this feelings with them um i think that's a huge huge part of it is carrying each other's burdens and you see that with small groups where people um, maybe have a baby or um, aren't feeling very well and people like cook for them or do their shopping for them and it's so so beautiful yeah i remember a few years ago uh i had my appendix out sure. and i was like useless to the world for a couple of weeks <laughs> afterwards and obviously it was a stressful time for me a stressful time for amy and then like uh, one of our friends bernie came around and she just cleaned our whole house uh wow like and it was amazing it was such a blessing and i think that's what i think that to me that's what community looks like yeah, that's what yeah. unity looks like is when people are going through a hard time like just dropping everything in and helping that person, yeah, definitely. cooking them a meal, but also like celebrating them when things go well. Like in small group, we like we make a real effort to try and celebrate each other when we've got things to celebrate. So it might be something really small or something that feels massive. So mm -hmm. like if someone gets a new job or I don't know, they pass the driving test or whatever. Like for us, we pop a bottle of Prosecco and we yeah. just celebrate and have, have a good time. <laughs> um, to join your small group, gosh. <laughs> yeah, if, if your small group leader doesn't do that. <laughs> Just mentioned this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier of like, obviously when you do start your faith with God, it, it is personal. It does start off as an individual decision. But once you come into community, like we start to care about each other so deeply that we are invested in each other's personal decisions. We're invested in each other's personal 
walks with God because we want each other to do best, to have the best. Um, and it reminds me of that verse in Philippians that says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Each of you looking to the interests of others, not your own. And that's like a huge deal. I think when you see that in terms of community, in terms of like belonging to each other, if you see someone's personal relationship with God, where someone you're invested in, you care about that person having the best relationship with God that they can. And you won't be neglected because they are equally invested in yours. They're equally pushing for you to have the best relationship with God that you can. Um, and it's just so, so beautiful. Yeah, and I think there's something in that of where, like, I think it I think it flips community on its head. Yeah. Like, uh, probably the way all of us lean, probably the way the world leans is, like, we're going to community or you go into situations thinking about what can I get out of this? Um, so like I come to church for what can I get out of this? Let's find a church that meets all of my needs, yeah, find yeah. a small group where everyone is like me, where like, what can I get out of this? But here we're actually being called to do the opposite of coming mm. into community thinking, what? how can I serve? Yeah. How can I bless other people? What can I bring to this community? And I think there's something really exciting about that, mm. that vision of community of a group of people all different coming together looking at how they can serve one another yeah there's just something real beautiful about yeah that. definitely and i think what it does is that it holds unity in high esteem and i think when we value unity to the degree that the bible does to the degree that god does then we are willing to maybe put these differences aside um and that like applies to even unity with people who don't go to trent vineyard who may go to other churches to actually say oh we have like different thoughts and different things but unity with you is way more important than me being right. Unity with you is way more important than the way I like church to happen, you know, and actually be like prioritizing that over everything. Like yeah. it's really fire. Yeah. And I think like also with those who are in our church who we disagree with, like, yeah. like we were saying earlier, like community sometimes rubs, like when you put people together, yeah, definitely. like none of us are perfect. I think I heard someone say like, if you find the perfect church, you'll join it and ruin it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's like, it's true, it happens. And John Bernard Carlin the other week um, shared about, and I think he said something about joining church and he was saying, get offended and stay. Yeah. And I think it's in those moments, like it's easy for us to have unity when like we all get along. Mm. Like it's like, it's for me and you right here, we're chatting, we're having yeah. a good time. Yeah. It's nice and easy <laughs> for us to talk about, about community. <laughs> but um it's in those moments where someone says something or does yeah. something that I immediately think after this when I insult you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heinz, that was rubbish. You're never <laughs> coming on this thing again. But then they're, they're the moments that we need to flex that unity muscle. Yeah, like, definitely. What are we going to do the next time we're in small group or we're in church and someone says something that doesn't sit right with yeah. us? How are we going to respond? Are we going to lean into unity and forgive and try to see the best in others and have conflict healthily? Yeah, definitely. Or are we going to say, get offended and leave? Yeah. I think that's, that's when push comes to shove with mm, all of this. That's so good. Oh man. I think having talked about all of this, like what kind of action points do you want people to leave this with? What should they do now? Come on, Heinz, tell us. <laughs> what, what do you do? Um, <laughs> oh, man, I think there's, there's loads in this for all of us. I think probably the like the first thing I'd say is if you're not in a small group, find yourself a small group and get Definitely. yourself into a community. Find a community that you're going to plant yourself in. You're going to serve those. You're going to journey with them. You're going to pray together. Mm. And I think we are the kind of like... I'm praying that we are the kind of community that if you join a small group, you will fit, you will belong. Yeah. People will love you. And I think there's something vulnerable in that. But my encouragement is take that step, join a small yeah. group. 
uh, head over to the connect area after a Sunday, do whatever you need to do. But I think that to me feels like a great Yeah, definitely. Step. Yeah. And I think if you're someone who's maybe already in a small group, maybe consider intentionally praying for others. Like actually that's part of joining their journey of maybe adding them to your prayer list or whatever you do, like having this person become their problems become your problem um and if that means on a sunday um when we do ministry time going to pray for people or the people next to you asking if you they want anything to be the people next to you asking them if they need any prayer or anything um that they need you to pray for like step into that um i feel like that's something that we could like it's it almost seems small but it's it really really pushes unity it really pushes that belonging to one another it's really good. Yeah, and I think uh, like a couple more bits and bobs that we can add on there is like find people that are different to us. Like yeah. I think, like we're saying, it, it's, it's comfortable to to hang out with people who are like you, but find yourself someone different. So maybe if you're a student, find yourself someone who's in their forties and yeah. tr- and befriend them. Or like if you're, I don't know, find, finding people who who are different yeah. Yeah. to you. Um, but then also like when we are in those relationships in those communities are actually being vulnerable showing our true yeah, selves and definitely. not pretending to be fine and great yeah. but like opening ourselves up to community yeah. in all of that yeah because people do need to in order to be invested in you they need to know you man <laughs> they need to know what's going on they need to be there for you so do you open up if you are in a small group that maybe you have they don't know you very well do you take the opportunity to share with them um yeah I think that is... I think that is everything we need to say. I think that's everything. That's it. Wow. You need I think, Yeah, you guys better be unified now. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming, Heinz. Do you want to say a quick prayer to end? Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Yeah, Jesus, I thank you for your vision for community that through you, we can be one body with one purpose. And I pray that anyone who's listening to this would be drawn into that community. You'd help us to be people of grace, of forgiveness. Uh, and God, would you make us the kind of church that you're calling us to be? Mm. Amen. Amen. Awesome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any comments or if you just want to encourage us, if you have anything negative to say, keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anything you want to share with us, please message us on um, Instagram at TrentYA. Um, and yeah, like get involved let us know what you think let us know um if you want me to go to pines i can do that i can just kick him out so let me know (laughs) Um, and we'll talk to you next time absolutely yeah we're trying a new thing here so let us know what you think i think it's a good time yeah it's fun and if you do want to find out more about joining a small group yes head along to our website uh, trentvineyard.org and we'd love to see you along at one of our services they happen every sunday at 9 9 9.30, 9.30, 11.15, 11 <laughs> and 7 o'clock. All the details and the correct times are on our website. Uh, I'm going to stop talking and hand over to Nana. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see you guys at church and hopefully you check in next time. Um, again, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, bye. See ya.